Welcome back to Let's Talk Television Conversations. To be aware, this is Conversations uh, with Ashley and Renee. And we are associated with the Let's Talk Television TV blog at random. No, what is it? Randomrecaps.wordpress.com. I say it so many times automatically and then I forget my blog. Um, so you can find our written reviews on the blog site. And then we also add the link to the podcast there. As well, we are on Facebook at Let's Talk Television page, which is facebook.com slash Let's Talk Television. So, you want to say hi, Ashley? I do, and I also want to say subscribe and rate. I'm just kidding. It seems like every podcast I listen to, they're like, subscribe and rate (laughs) us. Give us five stars. (laughs) Yes, It's a little irritating. It's a little irritating to me. It shouldn't be, but I I don't know. It's It's so commercial, but, you know, you got to do it. Yeah, and I like, uh, I also like the idea of feedback. That's one thing that I really encourage on my blog is people to respond because it's all about opinions. There's like no right, there's no wrong. It's just sharing information with each other. Sometimes you learn something, sometimes you laugh. You know, it's just about sharing the love of television. That's true. Speaking of love, today we're reviewing two episodes of Dynasty. And I can't believe we're down to eight and nine already. Um, Eight is the season four of Dynasty 2.0. Episode eight is Your Sick and Self-Serving Vendetta. And episode nine is Equal Justice for the Rich. Um, (laughs) This is kind of hilarious. Before we go anywhere with this though, I just want to ask you before we do this, did you think of what I was trying to tell you, what I was hinting at. Ashley, I said, oh, you're going to love this. Did you figure it out yet? I did not figure it out. Oh, no. Well, maybe you don't love it as much as I did then. So, in six... Go ahead. Oh, (laughs) I I was just waiting. I was waiting for you, too. Yeah, I had no idea what you were talking about. You gotta tell me. Okay, so in the Silk and Self-Serving Vendetta in episode 8, Fletcher returns Flo to share how much he loves Sam. I thought you would be so happy to be rid of Ryan that you would just be overjoyed. I wasn't even that tired of Ryan and I was overjoyed. Okay. Um, Maybe that did cross my mind a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't sure if that's exactly what you were talking about, but yep, yeah, that was I it. thought that was I it. thought anything to break up Sam and Ryan is good to me. Yeah, I liked Fletcher. I thought him and him and Sam were. I'm gonna say it. They were hot together. <laughs> okay, now they have good chemistry. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, if he, can't, yeah. if he can't be with Steven, he, he can be with Fletcher. They <laughs> they are really, as you said, hot together. Yes, I we can am, use that today. <laughs> I am a straight woman, but I felt like a gay man watching them because I was just like, 
Oh my god, they're so perfect together. Yeah, I'm like, Sam, stop playing hard to get. You know, Ryan's not your man. Come on now, stop being... He's just playing hard to get. I mean, it, it really doesn't seem like that he is, but you know he is, because how long did it take him to get in bed? Not that long. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's a doofus. Yeah, but Fletcher's not. And I have to admit... No. One of the reasons I have liked Fletcher when he came on is because, you know, he was on The Witches of East End. Oh, that's and I, I've seen I was before. happy to see more of him again. Um, I was like, oh, my God, the dude from The Witches of East End. I like him. <laughs> that okay. was one of the reasons that I was happy to see him again. Thank I, you. Because I, I was wondering. Yeah, I thought, where, what other show was he on? <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, he was the bad boy. But actually, they were both pretty bad <laughs> in the end. <laughs> in the Witches of East End. But yes, I was happy to see Fletcher. And um, I was not happy with this who's going to get Mia situation. Because I always watch these shows. And it feels like there's always this girl... That someone's fighting over, like there's not billions of women in the world, you know, and we have to have somebody, you know, in competition with someone else for someone. And I just don't really like that theme. And so I was not looking forward to it going any further. So I'm glad that she had a self-respecting state of mind. What do you think about Mia? I had a feeling that you were going to say that. <laughs> you know how I am. <laughs> yeah. It irked me a little bit, not as much as it bothered you. I, <laughs> I would compare it to my feelings about Ryan. Uh, you know, it doesn't bother you as much, Sam. and I mean, Sam and Ryan. I don't know what it is, but I just, I can't stand them together. And I, I feel like you have the same feelings about the competition over Mia between Jeff and Culhane. Yeah. That was, um, yeah, it, it was, it was distasteful to me because I, I just, I noticed it in a lot of shows, you know, there's always this one guy or one girl that people are fighting over. And it's like, of course I know what's the drama of it. And there's usually other people on the outside, not in this case, in the other shows, it's usually someone on the outside, you know, put, with their hand up going, what about me? I like you too, <laughs> you know, but at least in this case, they just went straight forward for it, you know, just, ah, I like Mia. I like Mia too, <laughs> you know? I mean, she was really cute, but their competition was a little bit excessive to say the least. It was juvenile. It was very juvenile. <laughs> Just put it like, say it like it is. <laughs> you know, the right hot air balloon scene, though, I really loved. It was beautiful and romantic. I got distracted on that part. I was just like, what's going on here? How um, did you get distracted? Because I think the first, I remember when they first started the competition thing. And I, I think my mind went, oh my God, overkill, you know. This, you know, one up and on everything until I just went too far. 
You know, I just felt like, again, just, oh, look, we have a billion dollars and we can win your heart. And I, I'm just, I'm glad she just didn't think the same way as they did. She was a lot more mature than they were. Yes, exactly. The part that a, did it hobbies. for me, <laughs> the part that did it for me was at the auction when she realized that they were literally outbidding each other. Yeah, right, and exactly. both of them had, had bought everything. Right. That was so excessive to me. Yeah, exactly. Well, they worked themselves up to that. They didn't have anywhere else to go but up. But the other things they'd already done. It also seemed a bit of a throwaway storyline. Yeah. Me. I that's mean, what, true. what was the point to show that they're friends no matter what? Or that the money makes them lose their mind? Logic Possibly. is out the window. You know, but. You know, honestly, it's not really true to character for Jeff. He hasn't ever been that way before. He's just like a businessman, right? He does yeah. his business. He hangs out. I could see Cole Hain, maybe. But uh, was it really even true to character? Or was it just the girl that made them crazy? You know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. She was, she was pretty... And she was confident. But I don't think she was really... I don't want to say not worth, you know, doing all that over. I don't... I don't want to say that, you know... I don't want to demean her at all. But... At least, like you said, she was... She was just as mature as she was beautiful. Because she said, maybe you guys should date each other. (laughs) And she wasn't petty about it. She was just very straightforward. And she said, you know, this is too much for me. You guys are in competition. And I kind of, I don't know how I felt about her saying that she was dating both of them. On one one hand, I thought, now, girl, why would you do that? You know that they're friends. Right. So why would you even put yourself and them in this position but on the other hand it's kind of like oh well good for you that you know you're doing what a lot of men already do and you're saying you know what I don't need to be monogamous right now I can just have fun I think it would be fine if they weren't friends exactly the only thing about that though (laughs) Is that they didn't know each other and she was trying to date them. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think she should have made a decision instead of saying she was going to date them both. Well, in the end, she did end up making a decision. Yeah, in the the end, she did. You know, it almost went to the point that she had to choose. Um, And she chose herself, which was the right choice. I would say another thing I don't like is that she wasn't interested in Colhane at first. So why was she interested in him later on except to add to the drama of the episode? No, wait. When, when wasn't she interested? She wasn't interested before... 
Tina was rich or well yeah she was interested in him when she thought that he was a bartender and then she basically blew him off when she found out that he lied to her right that's true and then all of a sudden she reneges on what she said and she's like oh yeah you know I'm kind of interested in you again and it just didn't seem natural it just seemed that it was part of the drama now at some point he gave her the what was the plaque related to the, comp- the charity or location that she was dealing with isn't that what swayed her interest yeah but it still seemed kind of fake to me yeah and honestly why would he give her that she's a stranger and the information he gave away was personal to him yeah I thought that was weird when it happened I mean she even mentioned it but yeah I don't know the more we delve into this the more unnatural it, be- it becomes so what's going on with Adam and Kirby I don't know she seems she said that she was bored of him that really? their, their relationship didn't she say that their relationship had become or not their relationship but that he had become a little bit boring I think uh, that wasn't until the second episode seems oh, like I'm they sorry. were I'm fine getting them mixed up. no I'm just thinking it seems like in 8 they were fine yeah and definitely the episode before that yeah they were really fine they just um, they just got up with a birthday party mm-hmm. on episode 8 seems like he was really happy to be with her so what is what's your opinion how do you weigh in on what's happening between them I think they could have been a good couple um, but it looks like Kirby might be out for excitement more than just being a good couple. Like she maybe gets bored easily. Oh yeah, definitely. In, in, this, in the second episode. Um, where before, you know, because you, if you think about it, she's always been that way. She didn't care that he hurt Alexis when he told her, remember? Yes. It just made her more excited. <laughs> she kind of likes the, uh, the bad boys. Maybe maybe he's settled, settling down too much for her. Kirby needs some drama. <laughs> I mean, not as much drama as yes. to where oh. she's being stabbed. Right. <laughs> but she just little... needs a little bit of action. That was overkill. Um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> Alexis and Dominique end up um, fighting and what was it like uh, the work area where they were working on the property that was yeah. some crazy work area what did what did they put together um some kind of a rocked in tent that didn't make sense don't they use regular tents in america it looks like they were building something for an archaeological dig well weren't they have, i don't isn't understand that what, um <laughs> alexis had set up for mining for the the diamonds I know, but it seemed like it was made like out of rocks or something like it was set up differently than when you're like, you know, things that you put outside temporarily usually don't look like they're set up for long term, right? Yeah. To me, from what I could see, it seemed more long term set up. 
maybe unless it was set that way because they knew it was going to take a while, but it seemed a bit extreme, I guess, for what they were doing. But I think we see it was simply because they were going to eventually have to spend more time in there. (laughs) What I thought was funny was, I don't know if this occurred to you also, but when they started fighting, I thought, okay, you know that it's that trope where a rock falls or rocks start to crumble and we know that they're not gonna die probably so what i thought when they started fighting was you know what they shouldn't fight they could really hurt each other that's what i thought i thought that they were gonna get trapped and lo and i thought someone i thought someone was gonna get really hurt because it seemed like they were pretty vicious like I mean, it's funny when men fight, it's like, oh, well, you know, they'll get over it. But I'm really worried about when women fight. And I just kind of felt like they could really have endangered each I mean, my, my emotional reaction was they could really hurt each other. That's literally what I thought. Um, of course, I I realized that being Dynasty, that they're all about the fights and stuff. But I, I just reacted emotionally like someone who didn't want them to get hurt. <laughs> Well, they did a little bit of the hair pulling. Yeah, very little. But they they were pretty <laughs> vicious. I mean, they went further than that. There was a little yeah. bit of hair pulling, but they were really <laughs> going at it. And that's how I knew that they were going to end up being stuck. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know why it surprised me. Because it was the end of the episode, but <laughs> I guess that's what I should have gone by. Well, it's getting toward the end here. They're going to either kill each other or get stuck. (laughs) That's the one thing about the 40-minute episode. (laughs) But then it continued on. Then it continued on into the next episode. Yes, yes, exactly. Where they were a little bit less vicious to each other. Yes, they had to learn to use their words instead of their hands. (laughs) And then we had Alexis talking about how there was gluten in the granola. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Her and her gluten freeness. (laughs) She's obsessed. (laughs) Like, uh, maybe that's why I was thinking about it today. (laughs) When Blake said it was so nice to have the house back Mm -hmm. and to be rid of gluten free stuff. Yeah. Who was it that said, oh, yeah, I, oh, it was Kirby that said, I could only have so much of a kale frittata. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's probably why I was thinking gluten-free all day. It's probably. It was like psychologically in my mind because several times today I said, I really have to watch my gluten. And I try to do it anyway, mm-hmm. but, um. I was thinking I needed a different kind of flour when I cooked the pancakes today. <laughs> and I think that must have just been in my head from that. Oh my God, sub, things get into your mind, guys, when you're not even thinking about it. Um, that's kind of funny. So I don't know if it's gluten-free, but I have had, you know the brand Annie's? Yes. Their pancake mix, it doesn't make you feel weighed down like uh, other pancake mixes or even if you make your own I guess it depends on the ingredients you use when you make your own but um, the packaged pancake for Annie's 
it you don't feel bogged down at all you know like how you usually feel when you eat pancakes if if there's not good ingredients right you'll feel bogged down for at least half of the day but you don't feel like that with annie's so i was was surprised about that this episode is sponsored by annie's by annie's (laughs) (laughs) so what did you think about liam and um fallon having a little tip now they've got great chemistry. <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're at peace or if they're at war with each other. They just have great chemistry. It's, and it's so natural. It's not steamy. It can be steamy and sexy. But they're also great when they're just supporting each other. I'm, I'm so surprised you haven't mentioned Fallon's and Boobs yet. I was waiting to hear about your love of that cat suit she had on for the oh, stakeout. Yes. For oh. the stakeout. She was so boobalicious. She was boobalicious. <laughs> her boobs looked amazing in that. I don't know what it is about She should boobs. wear that every episode. <laughs> She's got beautiful, I'm not even saying this in a sexual way, but she has beautiful breasts. They remind me of uh, the the bosoms, <laughs> bosoms in in Renaissance paintings. I knew you were going to say something to do with mythology or something. <laughs> they're no, they're they're just they're beautiful. <laughs> it's so funny. Liam's look like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I can really I can go with this. <laughs> They've just got then, that bright, they look like they have that, they're not, they're just, they're perfect. They're full, but she's at the age where they're not saggy yet. Yes, I know <laughs> that I'm sure she's got push-up bras, but they're just, they're perfect looking. Well, I'm sure she'll appreciate your adoration of her foods. Um, that This is so goofy though, you know, they're at the drive-in trying to do a stakeout, but they're in the back of the car. <laughs> like, yeah, all they had to do was turn one eye <laughs> and they're right there, boobs and all. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of dumb. But they were, you know, able to get away with it because he was distracted by his own boobs from his assistants. <laughs> oh, I knew that was gonna happen. When she was taking the picture of his calendar, the first thing that came to my mind was, is Fallon going to look at the interaction between, uh, what was his name? Co- Colin? Between Colin and his executive assistant. Oh. Okay. And think that something was going on. And I thought, well, maybe I'm just thinking this because that is a conflict in so many shows where a guy, a married guy, is sleeping with his secretary. And I thought, I, maybe that's just, like, in my head. But, okay. oh, look, at the drive-thru, we see just her walk up. Went ver- they went very stereotypical on that one. Yeah, they He's did. He's too busy, too busy worrying about his executive assistant. And here, Fallon's thinking he's talking about business. <laughs> So she, you know, she's generally business-minded, though. 
So I could see why she would look at it a different way. But then so they were able, you... able to get some dirt that she didn't use, which is very good that she was able to, you know, go about it in a more business-like manner again. Yeah, what did you think about that? Um, I think she took the high road, like Liam would say. Were you expecting that, though? No, of course not. I thought she was going to have all the pictures that they took, you know, to share with them. But, yeah, I, I think that it's good that she did it the way she did it. I mean, people should have their private lives anyway. Fallon mystifies me because <laughs> she's very good at scheming. But at the same time, I I think she has this kind of uh, ethical, uh, whatchamacallit. Like, she, she's very ethical at the same time. She's a Carrington with a heart of gold. She is. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I actually noticed this way back in the first season. You know, she's very... <clears throat> She really just wanted to be loved by her daddy in the way that she thought that he should, you know, to let her be over the company. That's all she ever wanted. And also her mommy. She also wanted to be loved by her mom. When she didn't get what she wanted, you know, then she went crazy on Crystal 2.0. So, you know, but it always comes out to her wanting to do the right thing, basically. In her viewpoint. (laughs) Whatever that is. (laughs) Yeah, I think that everybody had kind of a moral high ground. We see it with with Blake when he he's talking about how he wants to be a better father and a better husband. Right. We see Dominique and Alexis talking and confiding each other. Right. And I think, you know, even because they have these kind of values in the show, they have to have craziness mixed in or be boring. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think it's, it's I, and it, even though it's like over the top well, it's more family oriented, really. Um, it's more family oriented despite what else that they're doing, you know, despite things that, I don't know may make it seem not it's all as Blake would say it's all about the family in the end well the whole show is based on family so that makes sense (laughs) so Crystal supposedly has a brain tumor she's not pregnant no I thought that you were going to be disappointed by that because you kept on talking about how she looked very pregnant, which makes no. sense because she's pregnant no. in real life. Right, yeah. My my talk about the pregnancy was knowing that she was pregnant, for real. It's not that I wanted her to be pregnant at all. Yeah. Yeah, just to be clear. <laughs> no, so apparently she has a brain tumor. Inop- inoperable. Um, curious to see how long she can keep that from Blake. Um, because I'm sure there are going to be some wild symptoms involved in that. So we'll have to see how far she goes with that lie. Um, what do you think about her lying and not telling him when she planned to tell him? I was really surprised at that. 
because she gave she gave Fallon the present of her wedding invitation. Right. And Adam had told her it's time for you to tell your loved ones that right. you're going to be gone. So I was really surprised when after she after she gave Fallon her gift, I thought that she was going to tell Blake a heartfelt confession about her health. But no, she didn't. She just said that she wanted to get in the hot tub. Yeah. I mean, I, I, could, I can see, of course, she wanted to enjoy the few moments because you know what Blake's going to do. As soon as he hears bad news, he goes into, you know, problem-solving mode. Let's call the best this, this, that, and the other in the, in the world and get them to take care of this, you know? But she already has, knows it can't be taken care of. She probably figures she enjoy the time she has. And of course, she needs to tell him eventually. But she already knows nothing can be done. But yeah, that was her goal. But I think she saw he was in such a good mood. She'd rather have him in a good mood than put him in a bad mood. I, I get that. Yeah, that's yeah, very she, she could She can delay it for a day or an hour. That's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, but this um, is Dynasty. Do you think she's going to delay yeah. it for only a day or an hour? Well, at least till next week till we find out. <laughs> so do you think that she's actually going to tell him? Or hey, do you think that Adam is going to somehow spill the beans accidentally? I think he's going to find out accidentally. Yeah. And then he'll, he'll get mad at Adam first. And then he'll get mad at Crystal because she's lying again. And then, you know, maybe it'll just blow over. He'll bring in the specialist. <laughs> but, you know, it could be, it, I guess it's really just a matter of, logically speaking, she needed some time off <laughs> because of having the baby. Um, she may or may not, I, I don't think she's dying for real. You know, we have another season coming. I can't imagine having another crystal show up, right? I don't know. So, I was actually wondering if that was leading <laughs> the way to that. I don't think so. I, From what I read, I think she just took a little time off and she's going to be back. Okay. Um, so something has to happen that either it was a wrong diagnosis or it's gets cured or something. Because I can't imagine Blake without a wife. And my God, I don't think he needs another crystal. You know what um, I forgot to mention? When Crystal gave Fallon her gift, I really liked the wrapping that she had. It was it was um, fabric. And I was just reading about <laughs> how it's very eco-friendly to use fabric instead of disposable wrapping paper. That's what it kind of reminded me of, this article yeah. I read. I was going to make some gifts and wrap them in fabric. And I actually bought this really beautiful orange fabric, very 60s. And whatever I was going to make never got made to put in the fabric because I found the fabric and I thought, oh, I never did complete my idea. <laughs> But yeah, I was going to do it because it was eco-friendly. But then I found the fabric and I thought, that really sucks. But I never did follow through with that. So you had completely forgotten about it. 
and yeah, then found because, the fabric yeah, and that yeah, prompted but, it. And actually what I was going to do is because I was making the jewelry to sell, like when I was selling it um, at the store in Bellingham, I was going to use the fabric to wrap it up in instead of a, um, you know, instead of using paper, I was going to wrap it in the fabric. I so really like that. I just never got a chance to follow through with that. I have to follow through with my ideas faster these days. <laughs> oh, so do I'm I. Definitely learning that as I go along. So, so did we miss anybody? Anders was kind of hanging around. But oh, Anders is always hanging around in the background. <laughs> He's like a ghostly figure. <laughs> oh, oh. I loved it when they showed how all of the, the prints were askew. <laughs> they oh, were I like, know. That was hilarious. Oh, that's just something that you know Anders takes care of right that was funny that's it reminded... what I love about this show Dynasty is just it's so full of drama and scheming but at the same time it's also just got some hilarious witty moments to it right like when he was telling her to leave the house and he was like so excited about everything like oh my god yeah, no, you you can still have twelve hours to get out, and she was kind of like, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> you know, he was he was just so happy to get back home. He's like, "The house isn't falling apart; it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, how is she even believing that? I mean, like, she was in the house not that long ago, living seriously. She really believed it was falling apart. And she was so busy doing everything else; she wasn't really even paying attention. To what yeah. Was happening. I would she's I wouldn't say I so quite busy that. so busy scheming. You think even Adam would have noticed something was up? He was too busy doing his own thing to even pay attention. The door is sticking and things are falling like a literal sinking ship. That sounds like Dominique's idea. Actually, I think it was Blake's, right? <laughs> I think it was Blake's. But yeah, that was kind of crazy that she would even believe it for a minute. And I'm glad, um, glad that he got back to his precious house. And it was kind of, it was kind of funny and sad that Jeff kept trying to call Dominique. <laughs> He's like, she's not calling me back. What is wrong with that woman? And then finally they figured out what was happening and got them out. But <laughs> that would be like the worst feeling thinking that no one even knows you're missing, you know? Yeah, they got to that fast. Nobody really cared about Alexis and Dominique. And then they're like, oh, I haven't heard from Dominique. Oh, you, no, no, no. I haven't. I, uh, I called. Jeff said I called Alexis, but she wouldn't get back to me. And then. Or was it the opposite? Colhane said that he called Alexis, but she wouldn't get back to back to him and then oh yeah I called Dominique but she also do you think that <laughs> both of them missing has do you think are like together right has... somehow related to each other yeah yeah considering they had been scheming together I think maybe they should have figured out it slightly faster but um the scheming part was not in their favor a huge thing with these two episodes also was how everybody's ex was showing up. What oh, was up with that? That's true. Fletcher and 
Kirby's X. Yeah, first and... we have Fletcher and then Kirby's X Oliver. Oliver. Oliver was a bad man. Oliver was oh, definitely no. a bad boy. Okay, not bad. He was just stressed. Mm. <laughs> well, okay, maybe we don't want to call people bad. That's no. a little that's a little He's akin just... to saying that somebody's damaged. Very... I don't like those words. That's very 2012. It's I would very say he was, 2012. I would say he was stressed. <laughs> yeah, 2012, and everything was supposed to go to hell. And then we think that he's all clean and sober, and then he says to Kirby, "Oh, you know, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom for a bit to get a little bit of energy." <laughs> but then she wants to go with them, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, she just got straight, you know. Not, not cool, Kirby. Not cool at all. But that goes back to what you were talking about, how she always needs a little bit of drama and action. She's got a wild side. She likes walking on the wild side. Oh, and... You have to eventually meet her mom. Yes, but you know what, what I was totally not expecting? When Alexis admitted to a... Dominique that she had called Kirby's ex yeah. to come to town so she would break up with her son Adam. Oh my gosh. She needs to get over and let Adam live his own life. She I does. I guess I don't really understand why she's so concerned about him. You know these people need hobbies. I was thinking that earlier. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> of course that's my answer. That's literally my answer for everything. Everyone but Alexis hobbies. does have a hobby. Her hobby is trying to stay a hold of the Carrington estate. Yeah. And, and directing the traffic for her children. Like everything that happens has to be approved by her. You know, get a life. Get a hobby. I think she I think she was she did really good when she was doing the uh, ask Anne Alexa thing. Alexis. That would have been cool for her to keep doing that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Remember for a brief moment, Fallon let her answer questions on on her radio station oh, on her yeah. podcast. I said she needs she needed to keep doing that. Give her a hobby. Or, you know, she could take up some kind of arts and crafts hobby, like scrapbooking. That that is not the kind of thing that Alexis would do. It involves sitting still. (laughs) It's not an active hobby. I can't see her doing that. I can see her playing golf, something where she's hitting something. (laughs) Talking about playing golf, did you notice Jeff's outfit, that Gucci sweater that he wore for <gasps> golfing. Yeah. One of these episodes recently was sponsored by Gucci. I remember two people within the first few scenes with Gucci on. I don't know if it was eight or seven. But I remember thinking I was going to bring that up because you're always talking about fashion and you didn't even bring that up. Uh, Fallon had on Gucci. Jeff had on Gucci. And someone ah, else right. did, did have on like within the first few minutes. And then I, I think it was actually the birthday one. But I remember thinking that you didn't even bring that up. Well, I can bring it up now. Well, I did bring I did bring up the Gucci sweater. I'm did usually you? not 
Yeah, I, I just mentioned the, the Gucci sweater. Well, just now I brought it up. Oh, but okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. I usually make yeah. references throughout, <laughs> throughout the podcast. It was so funny. And I honestly don't think it was these two episodes. I think it must have been the one before. Because it hit me really strongly. Like, wait a minute. Did Gucci sponsor this episode? Oh, well, the it Gucci, was like one, the two, sweater three. That, the Gucci sweater that... Oh, I thought you were literal when you said that Gucci sponsored. No, no, but it was it was so obvious to my mind. That's why I think it was in the birthday party episode. Well, the the Gucci sweater, the Gucci sweater that Jeff wore was definitely episode seven because he was talking to Colhane. Okay, yeah, so I think it was seven. And I thought that he looked kind of nerdy. I know that he always has some kind of fashionable thing going on but it looked a little bit nerdy to me and then it made sense when he said he was gonna go play golf and Fallon also had Gucci on in that episode and it was all within the first five minutes of it that's why I think it hit me so hard because it was like wait what it was either her shoes or definitely her belt um I definitely remember the belt and I remember something else and I was just like this is so funny did they even did they plan it Anyway. I think it was her belt. That, oh, I know it was her belt for sure. Yeah. But it seemed like there was even something else. Um, but yeah. Back it stood out, it's, back it stood out because of the boobs. overwhelming amount of it. Back to Fallon's boobs. This involves oh. fashion too. <laughs> so it's not just about her breasts. But when they were meeting with, what's her name? Corinne? I remember Lo- thinking there's something off about Fallon's outfit. And Laura, then, Laura Layton. Yeah, Laura Layton. And then it hit me what was off about her outfit other than the ugly uh, shirt. She had a white shirt on and then she had like um, a dress on top with rhinestones. And it just didn't look right. But other than that, I realized what was off about it was that her boobs weren't on display. (laughs) It was very strange for Fallon. Okay, so when Laura Layton, yes, I do know some actors' names. um, As soon as I saw her, I think, hey, that's Hannah's mom from Pretty Little Liars. Grant's show on a talk show this morning and um, he was talking about how Laura Layton was on Melrose Place but duh from Pretty Little yeah, Liars she was I was Melrose. thinking what else have I seen her in of course Pretty she was Little Mel- Liars she was on Melrose Place, Melrose Place when you were a baby but a recently baby. she was on Pretty Little Liars <laughs> duh <laughs> <laughs> anyway it was kind of funny so is there anything else for Dynasty? For Dynasty, I would say I hope that Ryan's butt stays away. I really, really like Fletcher and <laughs> Sam together. They're hot. Fletcher, They're cute. Team, got great team Fletcher and Sam. Yes, yes. I ship Fletcher and Sam. Um, I, I don't even know how you could put that together. <laughs> um, 
separate. It could be flam, and that does not sound good. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Fletcher and Sam, yes. But I totally ship them. Yes. I, I want Ryan to fall off of a cliff or something. Oh my God, that's horrible. <laughs> wish him, don't wish him bad like luck. Just wish him to go dying. away. <laughs> I said, just wish him to go away. <laughs> There's something not right about that man. There's just something to do with his eyes. I think, I think it's that his eyes are too, too wide. Or it's not, not even. Go ahead. I... Not too wide. They're not. They're not too wide, <laughs> but they just look too intense. It's not that the actual eye is too wide. It's that the um, like you can see a lot of the iris. Not not the not the pupil, but you can see a lot of the iris. And sometimes, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, that makes somebody look wide-eyed, and it right. can be very attractive in some people, but other people, it makes them look like serial killers. Okay. And that is the case with Ryan. And it's not that I didn't like him; I thought he was boring, but I definitely always preferred Fletcher. So. After I preferred uh, Steven, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. So Just get rid of Ryan. That's so, all I want. Uh, it would be nice for people to write to the network about, let us get an ending on what happened to Steve. Because this is not natural. It's not supernatural, but it's not natural. <laughs> He's in witness protection. He's, yeah, well... That's a whole other story. And before we go, I don't understand what's going on with Alexa's story. Did you understand what she meant? She had a baby. It ended up in Paris. And now it's her cousin? What? I guess she was passing her child off as her second cousin. Oh. And then I was wondering if it was going to be somebody that we already know. Yeah, I wondered, I wondered if it was the girl that... Um, Fallon thinks is her cousin in Paris. That's really Alexa's daughter. Oh, it has to be. Well, that's the only cousin that they have there. But it could be, you know, not related to that situation, I guess. Well, they brought it up, so they'll have to do something about it now. Give us more information. Because it sounds a bit convoluted. Oh, you know they have to do something with it because they they wouldn't just bring it up and right. that's the end of it's, it. Yeah, it's too random. So maybe next week we'll get to go to Paris to see what's <gasps> up with Stephen and find a cousin or see the old cousin. I like the old cousin. I love her accent. I would her. also love to see Fallon and her breasts on display in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Are we no, gonna have to get? Though, are we I... gonna have to get beepers to censor you? <laughs> <laughs> seriously though, I would love to see them all in Paris and what everybody's wearing. Right, that would be that would be awesome. Super fashionable clothes. Yes, that would be cool. All righty then. So I think we covered that as far as I can remember. So today, instead of reviewing another TV series, I would like to share a little bit about my, about one movie 
about some history and also about what is going on with these movies on the streaming services. So, all right, I'm going to just start with this. One night, <laughs> a few days ago, I was trying to find a movie to watch. I like to multitask, we've discussed that. Um, but also, sometimes if the movie is good, I'll actually stop and watch it. So I don't even remember the names of these movies. That's how much they affected me. I would watch for a few minutes and I would go to another movie and another movie and another movie. And these are movies I had picked out to watch, by the way. They looked good until I actually started watching them. So what happened in the end is because I watched a few minutes of the show uh, with Mike Vogel, I had him kind of on the brain. And I remembered a movie called Open Graves. It was from, what is it? Was it 2012? No, it was, I think 2007. Oh, um, that's he a long was, time ago. Yeah, he was just a young chap. <laughs> um, he was in it with uh, Eliza Dushku. And um, it was kind of a scary movie. No, it was a very scary movie. But the thing about this movie, spoiler alert, um, it's connected to a game. And I saw this movie years ago, so I didn't remember a lot of the snakes that were involved. Warning for snakes. Um, <clears throat> so what it is, is they were on vacation. Or I think he was, let's just say vacation, but they were in another country. And so they were hanging out at the beach, you know, having a good time. And then they went wandering into like the market area. And as they're wandering, like the friends are doing one thing and Mike Vogel, his name is Jason in the movie, he wanders off and he ends up in the shop where there's a man with no legs. Uh, and so, you know, he's trying to be nice to the guy and talking, but the guy kind of gives him an attitude. And so supposedly to apologize for his attitude, he brings out this old game, like leather bound, think Jumanji, okay? So he gives him this game and he says, well, I'm sorry for being rude. This is a very old game from such and such era and you should play it with your friends. It'll be fun, basically, he says. <clears throat> now we know what this means, right? So he's kind of excited about the game because it looks old and kind of creepy. And so later that night, it's raining. And what are you going to do but play a game after, you know, it's raining and everyone's gone, but your little, you know, few friends are left at this house. So they start playing this game. And the top of the game has like the intertwining snakes. That's one reason it's connected to snakes. And so anyway, so they're playing the game. And um, so Mike Vogel is there, Liza Dushku and like one, two, three other people are there, right? Yeah. So it's, it seems innocent, like the, the other games, Jumanji. It reminds me of that a lot. So basically, you know, you throw the dice, you go different places, and you start reading the cards, okay? The cards are really important in this game because basically what you read is your future. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So, you know, they go around the board a few times. Um, a couple people um, are kicked out of the game based on, you know, what it says. 
And so like the first guy leaves and he immediately is basically punished with his, the card that he read. And so he dies and then it happens again. So obviously after I think the second or so death, they start realizing it's gotta be connected to this game. Of course, not every, not everyone believes, you know, so another person dies. (laughs) <laughs> you know and then we're down to the last two so the last two of course Eliza and Mike which is Jason and I don't remember her name so anyway so basically this game is telling is being used to tell your future now what was very interesting about the ending to me is this <laughs> Eliza again spoiler for everything in this movie guys including the fact that I'm going to tell you what happens at the end. If you haven't seen it in the last, what, years? 12 years? Then not, or... Yeah. Then I'm sorry. <laughs> you have been warned. I'm telling you what happened. <laughs> okay. And I'm telling you kind of for a reason. So, because it's still kind of a weird thing. So at the end, he's like, well, I finished the game. Because he's thinking if he finishes the game, his friends will come back. Based on the fact that you get a wish, the winner gets a wish. And he said, well, of course, I'm going to wish that all my friends were back. Well, also with with games, you know, lives aren't considered. It's kind of like how a cat has nine lives. Oh, somebody can come back to life. Right. So at the very end, he's thinking I won. And she's like, well, I'm still here. And you're still here, so I need to die to finish the game. He's like, well, no, no, I don't want you to die, you know. So, of course, he goes to sleep and she walks into the ocean. Um, The thing is, about her walking into the ocean, and she's not who she pretends to be. (laughs) Which is kind of a twist that it's kind of like you're, what? I'm not sure about this. But it's kind of weird. Is she the guy without the legs? No, she's not. He actually got his legs back for for sharing the game with Jason. Um, he literally got his legs back because what happened is he played the game. Yeah, I lost his leg. So it's kind of one of those movies. I'm not even sure what Eliza was. I think she was like a witch in the end. So when she went into the ocean, she came out looking like either a, a I think she looked like a dragonfly or something like that. And um. But he's like, you know, but I want all my friends to be alive. So what's happened? What happens, guys? Their friends come back to life, but what? They have no memory. So what do they do? They do the same thing again. (laughs) Of course, we know this is going to happen because as soon as we realize they're alive and they're doing the same thing as before, they didn't learn the lesson of not They have no memory of it, so they... they So they follow the same trap again well what is interesting about this entire movie is again when i first saw jumanji i did a search and i searched for games like jumanji and this was years ago when it was like the first one i found on the internet and i can't find it now guys so help me out there was a game called i believe it was called el diablo similar to Jumanji, where people died playing the game. At least 20 people 
I believe now, they were teenagers. This, was this a video game, a board game? This was a like a board game. I believe okay. it was like a board game. But again, when I did my search years ago, I saw this. And now I can't find it. But I would never forget that someone really played a game and people died in it. And I think it was called El Diablo. So did when I... Say, how did how did the people die? Just all different kinds of ways. But they were playing the game. I don't know if they were playing together or if it was like a total from across the country or across the world. But it was a thing. And I, and I had searched it just out of curiosity if there were games like Jumanji, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so when I saw this movie, it reminded me of that. Because basically it's the same thing. But apparently it's something that has happened throughout history, I believe. There is no such thing as a game. You know, we live in a game. We should know. We literally live in a game world. We should know better. So anyway, I wanted to share that because it has the history. It has the mystery. It has a teaser if you want to go and be scared, you know, and watch it. Because sometimes well, being scared is fun, especially if you kind of have an idea what's happening. Now you do. Um, you can check it out. Spend time, you know, ogling Mike Vogel. <laughs> Ogle Mike Vogel. <laughs> or if you prefer Eliza. <laughs> right back, they're all pretty good looking, so. <laughs> well, you know, if somebody gave me a leather-bound game and it had cool inter intertwined snakes on the cover <laughs> I'd be like oh this is awesome Especially this is so my cool friends. we love to play <laughs> board games yeah but exactly. if a random person gave it to me why did the why did the guy with no legs was he a a, a market seller why did he give he him was, the board game he was like in his it was set up like you know you know how like I think it's like it was like the end of the street where the market was and it was like a separate store and it had a lot of like, you know, like older vintage stuff maybe in it. Okay. Um, and so this guy comes rolling out in this wheelchair looking, you know, kind of pitiful. And But then I, uh, Jason and him kind of got like a little attitude with each other. And he's like supposedly apologizing by giving him the game. Um, when in reality, he gave it to him so that he can get his legs back. And during the movie... They go find him and realize this is the guy. And Jason realized, hey, you're the guy that didn't have any legs. And he's like, well, I had to pass it on so I can get my legs back. Oh. Um, so it was like, kind of like within that area, people kind of knew what was going on. Because, you know, like I said, they were kind of not, they were not the locals, <laughs> they were, you know, kind of visiting. So yeah, it was cool. Um, scary. <laughs> I, I can't say I watched it as closely this time because I'd already seen it, but I got enough to get the gist of it and to remember the little mystery that was kind of related to it. So my whole thing about what happened to that, <laughs> where is that page that talks about what really happened to those other people, you know? It's so, not there anymore. It's weird because seriously, things don't ever leave the internet. I do know that I use um, I use different search engines now, and um, that could be the problem. I should try it on Google. I never use Google for searching, so maybe I should try Google. I don't know what I used back in, back then, but not all search engines are equal. So we'll see if maybe that's what it was. 
you know, my last question about the movie was going to be who ended up with the board game, but you said that they lost their memory and they started playing it again. Yeah. It, um, I know at one point there was someone who lost his family. I think he was a cop and he was looking to get the game back. He might have ended up with it, but when the memory wipe happened, it ended up back at the shop. That's a cursed so. object. They need to... Yeah, exactly. I was going to say yeah. they need to burn that thing, but you know that it wouldn't be destroyed. They need to bury it in some kind of iron casket and <laughs> throw it out to sea. Hey, sounds like you used to watch Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they need to do something. But, um, I mean, some people probably use it as a weapon, kind of like, you know, if they know what it does, just like the other cursed objects that Dad had, you know, in those boxes. People can use them for whatever they want to do, you know, use them for. In this case, it was to get the guy's legs back. He probably waited for how long to get someone to take that box. <laughs> Surprised it took him so long. I don't know. This, you know, the group of friends. Not everybody likes gorgeous, you know, people wandering around their city when they don't feel so gorgeous. Oh yeah, just <laughs> you know, a, there's a little jealousy. Just a random group of you know hot people and yeah, a right. Random little village. Exactly, but they, you know the locals don't always like that. You know, they like their own their own measure of attention for themselves. You know, <laughs> it's true. You know, some people get attention by being the victim, you know? So. Oh yeah, that's totally true. So guys, uh, that's what I wanted to share on that. We have our first show for the second season. It's going to be called Upload and it is on Prime. And we're still looking for a second one. We have some <clears throat> potentials. But we do, uh, we will have the second one. This is going to be our 19th episode. So we're cutting it pretty close. If you have any feedback on what you'd like us to watch or consider watching, post it either to the blog as a feedback or facebook.com. Let's Talk Television. Join our group and post it there. Do you want to share anything else? Cash the voice. I'm excited to review Upload. Yeah, that was awesome. I started watching that early this year, and so I'm really, I'm really excited that you watched it recently. Now, now yeah. I just need to go back and rewatch the episodes. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to be doing them one at a time, so you don't have to rush. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't wait for season two. Yes. Awesome. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye.